In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Beba, and in it we hear about the story of the raising of the son of the widow of Nain. And the month of Baba focuses on the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ over everything. Um, so in the first Sunday, we heard about his authority over disease when he uh, healed the paralytic man. The second Sunday, we heard about his authority over nature and the nature of man. Um, and the third Sunday last week, we heard about his authority over demons and today his authority over death itself. And the story here is beautiful in that we encounter Christ as the compassionate life giver. Um, when he saw the widow and he saw her weeping, he had compassion on her. And this is the compassion that the Lord has towards each one of us. When the Lord sees us, when he sees us struggling, when he sees us wanting to overcome our weaknesses, when he sees us spiritually dead because of sin and weeping over this spiritual death of ours, or even when he sees us weeping over the spiritual death of a loved one, the Lord, just like he had compassion on this widow, he has compassion on us as well. And very, like very frequently in the liturgical services, we keep repeating the words, the lover of mankind. And so it keeps being repeated and we're reminded constantly that he is truly the lover of mankind. He loves each one of us and he has compassion on each one of us. And he wishes to say to each one of us, arise, young man, arise, as he said to this young man in the gospel today. And we may say, okay, we're not dead, but truly, like I said, when we sin, we separate ourselves from God. When I sin, I resist the work of the Holy Spirit in me, and I basically say to him, stay away from me. When I sin, I say to God, not now, Lord. I, I, I heard you, but I don't want to do what you want. I want to do what it is I want to do now. And so I say to him, give me my space. And so I encounter this spiritual death. And so the Lord wishes for us to arise from this death. He wishes to say to us, young man, I say to you, arise. And he wishes for us to arise just like this young man, for he is the compassionate life giver. Um, and throughout scripture, like in, in we, we hear three stories in the New Testament, in, in, in the Gospels, I mean, about uh, someone being raised from the dead. We hear about the daughter of Jairus. She was dead in her house. And these, are, these represent three stages of sin in our lives. And so we hear about the daughter of Jairus. She was dead in the house. Today's story, this young man, he was, it was a funeral procession. So it was outside of the house. And then the third story in which the Lord raises someone from the dead is the story of Lazarus, who was dead and buried in the tomb for four days. And these represent the Father's teach uh, different stages of sin. And yet, and w whether it w it's an early stage or, or a late stage, just like this death, it was in the house, he had just died, or there's a funeral procession, or someone buried for four days, the Lord has power and is willing to raise the person up from the dead. The, four, the three stages, the first one being uh, represented in the daughter of Jairus being in the house. And this represents sin that has not been externalized. The house here represents our, our mind or our hearts. And so the sin is still in the mind or in the heart. So for example, somebody does something to me and I get angry and I'm frustrated. 
But the frustration or anger or the temper that's within remains within. I haven't externalized it. I haven't said something. I haven't retaliated. And so this is the first stage where the sin, it's the first degree of sin where it's still within and yet I'm dead because it is sin. I have this anger. I have this frustration. I have this annoyance. And I wish to do something, but I know I shouldn't. So I hold myself. But still my heart has something against my brother or sister. And so I'm spiritually dead, just like the daughter of Jairus. The second degree, the sin comes out. It's externalized. So taking that same example of anger, okay, I'm angry at someone and now I externalize it. I insult them. I retaliate. I may hit them. I may uh, say something hurtful. And so the sin is externalized or I take revenge on the person in one way or another. The sin is externalized and I become like the son of the widow of Nain in that funeral procession. He's outside of the house and so my sin has been externalized. That's the second stage of sin. And the third stage is that like that of Lazarus where Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days, probably rotting. And so this represents the sins in our lives that we feel we can't get over, the sins that are habitual now, the sins that are constantly repeated. There are many sins that sometimes we think to ourselves, how can I get over this? How can I overcome this sin? I've been struggling with this particular sin for a year, two years, five years, whatever it is. And yet the Lord is capable of releasing me from that chain, that death, that spiritual death. In all three cases, he raises the dead person. In all three cases, he looks with compassion and raises the person. And so I need to have hope. He gives me hope in knowing that he's able to raise me from the dead and wishes again to say to me, young man, arise. But do I hear him? And the Lord values each soul. When you look at the three stories, each one of them was unique. In the story of the daughter of Jairus, she was the only daughter of the family. In the story of the, the widow's son, he was the only son of the widow. And in the story of Lazarus, he was the only brother of those sisters of Mary and Martha. They're all unique. And it symbolizes our uniqueness in the eyes of Christ, the uniqueness of our souls and the importance, how precious our soul is in the eyes of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the moment we want to arise, the moment we want to return, the moment we weep, like, like this mother wept, then the Lord has compassion and is willing. But we need to, number one, keep hope. Should never lose hope in what the Lord does for us. For very often we find ourselves struggling against the demon of despair. The demon of despair comes and fights us. He comes and says, how, how, how do you expect God to hear your prayers? You just sinned. Do you think you're going to get out of that habit that you've been in for X number of years? He keeps throwing these things at us. St. John Climacus responds and says, do not be surprised. I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact quote. But he says, do not be surprised that you fall every day. The angel, your, your guardian angel who guards you, sees your patience and will reward you. The Lord will reward you for your patience. And so as long as we are patient in our struggle, as long as we keep fighting, then the Lord will reward us. And we make our guardian angel proud. St. Macedius the Great in homily number three, again I'm paraphrasing, 
but he says something about us fighting sin. And sometimes we think, okay, I haven't overcome yet. What's going on? St. Macarius tells us, to uproot sin is not yours. To fight, to struggle, to give and receive blows, that is yours. To uproot is God's. And so if I imagine this, this scenario, give and receive blows like a boxer. He gets hit. He may even fall, but he arises and fights again. That's my role. I may get hit by the evil one. I may fall into a sin, but I arise after every fall. And to uproot, it's in God's time. It's whenever he chooses to uproot. But I need to offer up my struggle and keep hoping and trusting in him. Second thing is, this widow sheds tears. And the widow here represents, of course, she's a mother, and so she represents all mothers, but she also represents the mother church. We as the church weep for our children. We as the church weep for ourselves. We weep over our sins, but we also weep over the sins of a loved one. We, don't, we are not here in church to judge others. We are not here in church to judge those who sin. But we, we are here to weep with one another over our sins and the sins of our loved ones. So if your spouse, if, if there's something in your spouse that you want to see changed, if there's something in your children or in your parents, a sin that is in their lives, don't judge them, but rather weep as this mother wept. Move the Lord to have compassion on you and your family and the community as a whole. And so ask Christ on behalf of the other. Just like St. Monica, the mother of St. Augustine, she wept over her son. And St. Ambrose, the bishop of Milan, said to her, it cannot be that the son of those tears should perish. Imagine if we pray with reassurance, knowing that the tears we shed cannot go unnoticed by the Lord. It is impossible that the person we weep over should perish. And so she had wept. St. Augustine himself talks about his mother weeping in his confessions. And he says, She had wept over me as one dead, yet cried to you, cried to the Lord, that I might be raised by you. She had carried me forth upon the bier of her thoughts. So the bier of her, it's as, as if the funeral processions were constantly in her thoughts. So that you might say to the son of the widow, young man, I say to you, arise. And he might return to life and begin to speak. And you might restore him to his mother. St. Augustine sees himself in this story of today. He sees his mother as the widow. And he sees himself as the dead person. And we should always see ourselves as that dead person. But also know that we have a role in the mother church to weep for one another as St. Augustine's mother did. And of course, we know of the conversion of St. Augustine. What did the Lord do? Two quick things as well. He touched the coffin and he spoke saying, young men arise. And this is something that, you know, is symbolic of what we need to do as well. Approach Christ so he may touch us and hear his word. This is what we do, for example, in the liturgical service here. We come to the church that we may hear his word. That's why the church says to us, come early, hear his word. Hear scripture read to you. That the word of God may transform you. That the word of God may turn you to repentance. That the word of God may stir in you 
that spirit of repentance and that you may weep over your sins during the liturgy. And at the end of the liturgy, you may approach him on the altar and touch him, partake of him, unite with him. And be transformed like this man who arose from the dead and was able to speak. He arose and began to speak. And we too, when we arise from the spiritual death, we begin to speak. Speak to him. You know, sometimes we feel like, I can't pray, I'm paralyzed. Someone was confessing, saying, I'm paralyzed, I can't speak, to th I can't pray. Why? Because of sin. But when we approach him and are touched by him, and hear his word and are transformed by his word and purified by his word, we find we are released from the spiritual death like this young man. And we are able to speak and glorify him. We are able to speak to him frequently. And we are able to speak to others about him. May the Lord grant us to see the spiritual death that we are experiencing when we do sin. But not to despair, but rather have hope. Always have hope. And shed tears. Tears for ourselves and tears for our loved ones. Tears for our community. As part of the mother church, as this widow who is the mother of an only son. And realize that when we do shed tears, the Lord, the compassionate life giver, will give us life, raise us from the spiritual death that we are experiencing, and grant us to experience the joy of him giving us life as this young man being able to speak to him and to others about him. And to our God be the glory now and ever and unto the ages of the ages. Amen.